Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. I'm your host, Timothy Aaron, and I'm joined with Rhonda Kay. And we're going to be talking about um, an interesting topic today, what it means to lie. You might be surprised what it means to lie. Uh, Mouth Sword Ministries, uh, that, de- that derives from uh, Revelations, the book of Revelations, talks about Jesus coming back in his second coming with a sword in his mouth. And uh, so that's where we get the name of our ministry, Mouth Sword Ministries. Okay, what it means to lie. You know, we have been taught that any type of false information, falsification, um, is a lie. And um, but, but before we go any further, we're going to uh, open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day you have given us. Another day of your mercy and grace, life, health, and strength, food, clothing, shelter, and uh, all the things that you have done for us that we don't even know that you have done for us. We just give you praise and we glorify your name and we thank you uh, once again for taking care of us. Uh, These things uh, we just want to thank you for and honor you for in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So what it means to lie. Um, when you look at the scriptures, you know, the scriptures, um, says some, some very surprising and interesting things, uh, about, uh, false information, you know, now, um, you know, growing up, you know, I was taught that anytime you falsify any kind of information, that that was a lie and that was a sin and God was going to get you, you know, but that's not true. That's just simply not true. And uh, so I'm going to talk about some of this stuff today. Uh, First, I want to talk about is the midwives in uh, the book of Exodus, the midwives. Uh, Pharaoh, back in the in the the Hebrew days, uh, the Hebrews were multiplying a lot faster than the Egyptians. So the Egyptian king decided that he was going to do some uh, population control against the Hebrews. And so he decided to start killing male children. And uh, it was it became law to kill the first the the, the male, male children that were born, and uh, so when the I guess the Egyptian police would come to certain houses looking for male children, and uh, they would say, "Hey, I know there was a, a a woman pregnant here. What happened to the baby?" And then the the midwives would give false information, the Bible say, and that and they would say that the Hebrew women were vigorous and that they were have a baby and hide them before we was able to get into the room. And that wasn't the truth. But the midwives didn't want these babies to be killed, so they would falsify information. And then the Bible goes on to say that God was pleased with the midwives and blessed them with children of their own. God blessed them for what we would call a lie. So uh, what's going on there? You know, is, mm-hmm. is, is, is it always wrong to falsify information uh, another story, another popular story in the Bible is uh, Rahab. Rahab was um, a, a madam, a harlot. She ran a, a business of prostitution in the city of Jericho. <clears throat> and she found out that um, God was going to destroy Jericho and give it to uh, the Hebrews. And um, so when two spies came into Jericho, she kind of kind of knew what was going on and she knew that the real true God was with them 
And so she worked with him. And then when the, 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 the Jericho police came to her house looking for the two spies, she hit them. And she said, oh, they, they left and went that away when they was actually hiding in her attic. And, uh, and the Bible goes on to talk about how God blessed her and saved her and her family for doing that. And so what does it mean then to lie? You know, uh, it, it just it just kind of um, intrigues me when I read these stories because, you, you know, like I said, as a child, I was taught all my life that any kind of false information is a lie. But uh, obviously that's not true, you know. Um, so I'm seeing a little pattern here, though. It's, it's like these are, are, are defensive, like falsifications, like when the enemy's coming to do something wrong or evil. You know, it's like, you know, you have every, every right to defend yourself, even if it means putting out a little false information, you know. And um, don't, don't seem like God has no problem with that. You know, there's another story in the Bible uh, where David, <coughs> him and his men, they were uh, hiding from King Saul because King Saul was trying to kill David. And um, David got to a place where he was hungry. And so he went to Ambibelech, the priest, and he knew inside of uh, the priest's place there was uh, showbread. And uh, so David made up a story. And he said, hey, uh, the king sent me to come and get the showbread. He has need for it. And and so the, um, the priest gave him what he asked for. And uh, and then David and his men were able to eat. And uh, what makes this story so interesting is Jesus goes on to talk about it in the New Testament. And Jesus kind of give uh, David a pat on the back um, in Matthew chapter 12. Uh, so this this story took place takes place actually in first Samuel chapter 21 several hundreds of years before Jesus and then and then Jesus mentions this same story in Matthew chapter 12 and kind of kind of gives uh, David an attaboy you know so once again this is false information but you know God Jesus don't seem to have no problem with it in these cases and uh, so, you know, this is the need to eat. This is the need to defend yourself. You can get false information to get what you need, you know. And um, <clears throat> I can remember a long time ago uh, at Bible study, uh, this uh, young lady, she didn't graduate from high school. And uh, she was trying to get a job at McDonald's. And she said McDonald's won't even call her. She said and um, give her an interview or nothing. And, you know, here she is 19 and she just wanted to get a job. And um, so she's so I asked her, how are you feeling at your application and stuff? And she said, well, I didn't graduate from high school. And so I don't want to lie and say I did. And I said, put on there. You graduate from high school. They're not going to they're not going to do no background check to see if you graduated from high school. You know, now I don't know what came about the story, but, you know, th th that would be considered bad advice. But, you know, once again, what does it mean to lie? And I think I think Proverbs gives us the answer of what it means to lie, the, the kind of lie that will send you to hell, the kind of lie that God hates. And I think you will find that in Proverbs chapter 30, verses five and six. You got anything to say while I turn to that? Proverbs chapter 30, verse five and six. No, I really don't. Okay. Not yet. 
with Proverbs chapter 30, it just kind of like narrows down when God says that he hates uh, lies or a lying tongue or when John says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. I believe this is what what the what the Bible's talking about right here. It says every word of God is pure. It is a shield unto them that put their trust in it, that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove you and you be found a liar. So when the Bible talks about how God hates a lie or he hates a liar, um, he's talking about people who add to his word, plain mm-hmm. and simple. Right. He's not talking about that that defensive uh, position you take against your enemy that's trying to do you harm. Like a man breaking into your house and, and you got a wife and children and so you tell them to go hide and then when the when the burglar gets in the house and say, hey, who's all here? Who's all here? And you say, it's just me because you're trying to protect. That's not going to send you to hell. That's not what he's talking about. You got every right to tell that joker anything you need to tell him to get the victory against him. So, but... What it means to lie is to add to God's word, you know, and um, that's what it means to be a liar. And that's where, you know, things change. You know, God will get people who mess around with his word, people who compromise his word, people who add to his word, people who who uh, try to make his word fit uh, worldly culture, you know. And all of that kind of stuff. That's what it means to be uh, a liar. Um, so, <clears throat> once again, you know, if you got a need, and, uh, you know, sometimes people get dealt a bad hand, you know, like when it comes to filling out a job application or, or when it comes to somebody, like I said, trying to harm you and stuff. You know, it's kind of ridiculous to think that you got to be forthcoming with your enemy. Yeah, you know? it is ridiculous. Yeah. So, and we see that time and time and time again in the Bible. Um, like like whether it was Rahab with the, with the uh, Jericho police or whether it was the midwives with the Egyptian police who was trying to kill babies. You know, they had every right to give false information to these evildoers. You know, if an evildoer is coming your way, you don't have to be forthcoming with them and tell them the truth so that you won't go to hell. That's not what it's about. But but when it comes to God's word, you don't want to compromise God's word. You don't want to add to God's word. You know, you want to keep God's word pure because uh, you know, Proverbs said it is, it is a shield unto them that put their trust in it. Add not to his word, lest he reprove you and you be found a liar. And then John goes on to say all liars, in other words, all, all the people who add to God's word will have their part in the lake of fire because God don't play when it comes to his word. Uh, John talks about this in first John chapter two and chapter four and chapter one, chapter five. He, he's constantly talking about people who will be classified as a liar. And it all comes down to people who are going against the word of God, you know every time so yeah David and his men were hungry and they wanted to eat so they had to come up with a story so they can get the 
the priest is the priest holy bread you know they just needed to eat they didn't go starve to death right <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do mm-hmm. um now uh once again though um uh peter he talks about guile guile has to do with trickery and deceiving people right. and stuff and and uh Paul, uh, Peter goes on to tell us that, you know, that the saints should not do that to each other because there's no need for it, of course, to, to, to be tricking your brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. or, or your spouse. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, but when it comes to an enemy, you know, or when it comes to a major need, you know, sometimes you got to, you got to play the game, you know, to get ahead sometimes. And uh, so... Uh, no, by all means, you know, you're trying to get a job at McDonald's, but you didn't graduate from high school and and you got to pay bills and you got to, you know, get get on your feet and you put down you graduated from high school when you didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> you better say you graduated from high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like I said, you might be surprised, you know, if uh, what it means to be alive. So, let's just, like I said, this ministry, we always try to talk about things you know, from a from from the purest perspective possible. You know, uh, enough of uh, political correctness. Right. You know, it's time to start trying to be as real with the scripture as possible and keeping it pure and keeping it right. Um, there's a there's a passage in the Proverbs where uh, I guess it's uh, Solomon. He says uh, these six things God hate, and seven are an abomination. And then um, he says, um, a lying tongue mm-hmm. is one of the things God hates. And then he goes on to say, also, and a, and a false witness who speaks lies. So by him saying uh, two forms of lying in that, in, within that seven, uh, uh, those seven, um, uh, what would you call it? Those seven things that God hates. Mm-hmm. It lets you know that 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 God is a specific God. Now, once again, the lying tongue is a tongue that adds to the Word of God, and then uh, a false witness to speak lies. A person who will, uh, like in court, uh, bear false witness against somebody in court when it wasn't true to get them to go to jail. You know that's not right either. Uh, it was actually one of the Ten Commandments: don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Right. You know, in the in the Ten Commandments. So uh, that was another one God hated. So, but it, it's specifics, you know. And uh, so you need to understand that. You need to understand that you don't you don't have to be honest and truthful with your enemy. When, when the devil sends somebody to come for you, and 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 you need to get the upper hand against this enemy. You know, you need to understand what you, you know, your card, the cards in your hand, you know, and play them. Okay. uh, Mm -hmm. Did you have anything to add to this? Anything to say about this? Because I know this might ruffle some people's feathers because, you know, I remember in church we talk about the little white lie and, and, you know, like every, every piece of false information. And I, I would hear a preacher talking about, oh, you, you said that woman, uh, looked good when she didn't, you know, and you was being nice, you know, and, you know, you don't know where she came from and, and, you know, she might've had a hard life and she's trying to get on her feet and then you, you nice and say, Oh, you look nice today. Right. You know, that's not a lie. That's kind. Yeah. That's being you kind. You know, and you're trying to build her up. Right. We need, you know? a, we need more of that in the world. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> kindness. and I, I actually heard people, 
preacher say, oh, don't you start lying. You go to hell till it hurts. You look nice. You know, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's Come on. Mean. Y'all. Mm-hmm. Or, or, oh, you, woman just had a baby. Oh, your baby's so cute. You know, you can say that, you know, and, and even if the baby's not cute, you could be nice and say that, you know, it, it's, it's all good. So understand what, what the Bible is really saying. Don't don't add to God's word, you know, uh, like like we see a lot of preachers do today. You know, they add to God's word to be politically correct and to God's word to get more members adding God, adding to God's word uh, to satisfy people's itching ears to hear what they want to hear. You know, so that's that those are the people that that's going to have to watch out, you know, so. All right. Well, once again, uh, my name is Tim Aaron, and I'm joined with Rhonda Kay. And you can, if you have any questions or comments about the topic today or any other Bible topic, you can uh, reach us at Aaron at Thief in the Night Ministries dot com or Mouth Sword Ministries, um, Mouth Sword Ministries at Gmail dot com. So uh, either one of those uh, emails will work and we would love to hear from you. And um, but uh, you have anything to add to this? I have one question. Uh I wanted to know when you said um, people add to God's word, Mm -hmm. like what do you mean? Kind of like like are they well being honest? Well, well, a while back we talked we were talking about marriage and um, uh, and the grounds for divorce. And one of the one of the one of the more critical, popular examples I can give you is uh, the Bible says Jesus was talking about divorce. And he says, but I say unto you that whosoever puts away his wife, except it be for fornication, causes her to commit adultery. And whosoever marrieth her that is put away also commits adultery. Well, a lot of churches today compromise the scripture. And they say that the grounds of divorce is when a spouse uh, cheats or commits adultery against a spouse. Mm -hmm. But Jesus was specific. He said, whosoever puts away his wife. So they try to be politically correct and make it, you know, like go both ways. But it's really a one way street Mm -hmm. verse. Jesus was very detailed, very specific. And he never said a spouse can put away a spouse for fornication, but he said a man could put away his wife for fornication. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a that's a prime example right there. Okay. And uh, so those churches add to the word of God just like that. And the floodgates of divorce have been opened probably in the last forty years because yeah. of all of these people want to add to God's word. And that's exactly what I'm talking about right there. So I'm glad you bring it up. Mm-hmm. So all right. Um so once again, um, you can uh, reach us at mouthswordministries at gmail.com or T Aaron at thiefinthenightministries.com. Either one, we can uh, get your comments, questions, and we can talk about them on the air. Okay, I guess I'll go ahead and uh, I'll wrap it up right there and we'll end in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, we just thank you uh, for a desire to know your word, uh, to study your word and to hear from you and to, and to be challenged by your word. Uh, uh, we want to allow the word to change our minds because a lot of times our minds have been established in the things of the world. But a lot of times we have to renew our minds by your word 
And we just thank you for that. We ask that if there's anybody listening to this broadcast and they're in need or they are in some sort of pain, they're hurting, they need a touch from you, that you meet their need, that you meet them right where they are and uh, minister unto them and set them free and help them get on their feet and help them overcome whatever situation it is that they're going through. Uh, These things we ask in the mighty, wonderful, precious name of Jesus, we pray for yours is the kingdom, for yours is the glory, for yours is the honor and the praise. And we give you praise always and forever. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.